Hey everyone, Declan here. Welcome back to another episode of Worth Documenting. Today, I'm joined by Shimon. What's going on? Uh, do you want to just introduce yourself a little bit? Tell your people who you are, what you do. Alright, um, my name is Shimon. I coach at V2Fit. Uh, I've been doing this fitness thing or coaching for like the last three years maybe. Um, I just love fitness, love hanging out with people. and That's really what I do. Sweet. Yeah, Shimon and I met. I did some work for V2 yeah. and filmed. Did a huge video series as well. Yeah. It's like... Weeks well, and that weeks, was a big hey. project, that one. I forgot about that. That's yeah, like that was like the whole of summer, actually. <laughs> yeah. I was actually, um, I was, uh, one time I remember walking past somewhere we shot. Yeah. It was actually down that road. Yeah, that's and right, just down there. I remember like shooting, yeah, I remember shooting that morning. It was good fun. A few long days there. Long day. Is that coming out? Is that out already? We are working on it. Okay. I would say so. Cool. Yeah, that, yeah. that took a while, but that was good. That yeah, was fun. that was good fun. Yeah. Um, so this podcast is going to cover racism, basically. Mm-hmm. Um, and to preface, I'm still trying to learn, and yeah. that's kind of the main reason for this podcast. Um, and I think I was always hesitant to do this, and it seemed like you were as well, because it is it is a touchy subject. Like, it's mm. it's hard to talk about, but for sure. I think it's important. And I, think so, I yeah. really want to learn, and I'm yeah. hoping the people that listen to this yeah. can learn a couple of things and change a couple of things they do. So. Yeah, most definitely. And I think that's right. Like, um, with this, um, obviously having sort of, maybe being a minority in this country and not maybe actually actually being a minority in this mm. country it's really hard to sort of um gather your emotions and thoughts immediately when sort of the breakout of you know the unfortunate death of george floyd happened two weeks ago almost um kind of it's hard to gather your thoughts and know when to speak and how to speak and instead of acting off from you know anger it's trying to act from a position of being proactive and moving forward so yeah right um both parties man like as in definitely hard for uh, both sort of parties to speak on mm. but uh, I do commend you on taking the lead in trying to learn I really think more people should do that but mm. yeah thank you yeah and that's why I figure hopefully people can find uh, get a little bit of information from this yeah. maybe something they didn't know and any small change helps right most definitely yeah. I guess it is hard too like with it all coming up now mm. obviously racism has never not been a thing so it's yeah. it's pretty intense for it all to be talked about now yeah, in such a big way, and then having to speak on it, you know what I mean? Like, exactly. And you are right, actually. Like, I don't think a solution is going to happen in two weeks. No, <laughs> you no. racism has been around for decades, years, yeah. uh, centuries. You know, mm. um, so I think it's a step that we need to take. Um, it might all not be fixed in two weeks of conversation. It's a constant thing. So mm. I hope that this conversation is something that keeps happening in people's, you know, personal lives, work lives, sport lives, school lives, whatever it is. Um, it's an evolving conversation. So, yeah. yeah, it starts with conversations like this. And as we get better as a society, definitely I feel like there's going to be an answer. And education is power yeah. for everybody, yeah. you know. Agreed. Um, both parties, you know, black people, white people, anyone. Yeah. So, yeah. I think it's interesting because there's been, I guess, what are the words, revolutions and stuff yeah. surrounding this topic for hundreds of years now. Do you think we can Ooh. change? Like, do you think now's the time? Or do you think, like, what do you reckon about that? Most definitely. I think now is definitely the this is the cue, you know, what happened in America two weeks ago, um, that kind of opened up not only the racism, the systematic racism in America itself, but racism in other countries. Now, in Australia, we're, I have to say, yes, we're blessed that um, it doesn't happen to that extent, but there is racism still, you know. I always kind of explain that racism is almost a continuum, and in America, it's so unfortunate that it's being blatantly showed to black people there, right. um, and we can't neglect the fact that there's racism here in Australia, you know, first of all, not only to me as an African living in Australia, but to the indigenous people that Definitely. have been here, like, you know, I can have a say, but also the indigenous people that, um, are the, like, they, um, they're the ancestors of this country, like, yeah. they, um, definitely experience racism on a whole other level, mm. so we need to have these conversations, and 
I think there is change for sure. Change is definitely there. I think any situation, there is power for change in any situation. And it's just how to do it, how to execute it. Right. Is the what we need to find out and how to move forward mm. is what I think as people we need to step into. And how do you think that is through education? Yes, that's the first step. You know, I can't have the answer for everything. I can't have the answer for, I guess, what we need to change. And everybody's entitled to their own opinion um, in terms of how black women, I guess, racism needs to stop. But I have to say this, that um, education is the first spot. Mm. Education right now, as first of all, as a black person, we need to understand our culture. Right, I'm going to speak on behalf of myself as a black person. It's quite easy to point the fingers. Now, I can't lie that definitely white racism is definitely showed from white to black. Mm. That's a... That's a known fact, you know. Um, there's a lot of things that need to be so, uh, addressed in terms of white to black, you know, the white super supremacists, you know, yeah, you yeah. know, white privilege. It's it's a thing, and unfortunately, you don't really feel these things unless you're black. Right. So, I think the best position for anyone to be in uh, as a white person is put yourself in a position of a black person who's in a minority, you know, understand the situation because, um, it's yeah, you don't really feel it the way they feel it because you're not experiencing these certain things every day right. so education and, uh, and empathy and art of empathy is actually I think the first step because mm -hmm. when you understand how someone feels when you put yourself close to their situation you can relate more to them right you know but if you isolate yourself and think that you're just blessed because that's not you I think that's contributing to the problem mm. yeah because you're ignoring it right like exactly yeah yeah because I think that way you're um, contributing to the separation of society yep. and if we're um cohesive society where every race mix which i think that is the ideal for you know the world Definitely. we need to really feel what other people feel so um that's where it starts really i think attaching yourself to because we're humans at the end of the day mm. you know like um you're black i'm black you're white you know they're indian someone's asian hispanic whatever it is you know mm. european we're all blood and flesh yeah yeah so um i think understanding each other's where we need to start yeah um, yeah, speaking of, we were talking the other day, kind of getting ready for this podcast, and mm. you were mentioning a couple of things that I didn't even realize, you know, you would kind of have to go through on a day-to-day -day basis. Mm. How have you experienced racism throughout your life? So, um, I guess uh, certain things that kind of get thrown at you, um, definitely, again, like I said, racism is not a continuum, and they fit some of that racism continuum. Some are very obvious, some are still subtle, mm. but some things are, you know, pre-assuming my culture because of how I present. You know, I'm from Kenya originally, came here when I was seven. I've grown up pretty much as an Australian, I would say. And obviously I have a lot of attachment to my culture because that's how I was born, who I was bred. My parents were born and bred as Kenyans as well. So I still hold tight to my culture. And I think pre-assuming who I am and I guess like what you expect me to do and what you limit me to do based on who I am um, or my culture, my color, that I feel is racism. You know, when you say I am only good at a certain thing, say athletics or running, and you kind of lock me into that box, that's pre-assuming myself and um, disregarding the fact that I could be musical, I could be artistic, I could be intellectual, whatever it is, you know. So I feel like for me personally, I've experienced racism in the fact that um, many ways, but most commonly the small sort of things, I wouldn't even say they're small, they're actually quite obvious now, mm. but um, limiting me to my capabilities because of my colour. So only expecting me to be good at certain things and that's it. And not being able to see me in any other light apart from maybe athletics or think, maybe entertainment, you know. Do you think that that assuming is just ignorance or do you think it's, like, why do you think people assume? I think it's ignorance. And you know what? It's probably the way the world portrays it. Right. You know, so um, I can't 
hold tight to that too much because I know some people are just not educated. Yeah, okay. You know, like they've grown up never seeing anything else and how maybe black people have been portrayed in media, TV, is, um, it's, you know, it only shows them... Like stereotypical. Stereotypical. Kind of right. Now, that's one way I've experienced racism. The mm-hmm. other way is obviously being disregarded because, you know, of my skin colour. So I would show, like, something very obvious is me, you know, me walking into a room or a certain suburb into a shopping centre and you get certain looks as if you do not belong there. Right. You know, people questioning... Your say still say phrases like, "That's very surprising for a black guy to be doing that." Mm. You know, I just think, why should it be surprising for me, who lives in this country, who have been for the last sixteen years, to be say, working in a certain suburb or um, shopping in a certain suburb? You know, why should I be surprising that me as a black person is in a certain position? Um, you know, I have lived here. I've grown up with your children. I've done the same schooling as your children. Mm. We're all the same, right? So why should it be surprising that I have a uni degree, you know, or I present right. to a certain job? So that is quite, and again, I could consider that ignorance, but I feel like if ignorance is ignored, that's a problem. You can't be excused, I guess, right? Like Yeah. Yeah. Uh, and th- that's the frustrating part is I think, you know, ignorance is real. You know, if you've grown up here and never actually been exposed to many cultures, especially African culture, you know, like... It's fair enough. You don't know anything else, but being open to learn, I think, is, mm. um, is an like is I think the art that needs to happen. You know, that's what people need to show. Now, what annoyed me a lot is the fact that there's just ignorant people there, and that's fair. They're ignorant. They don't know anything. But how can they be certain people who are just open? You know, I'm not saying, and I'm not here to say every white person is racist. Definitely not. Um, and to be honest, if you haven't, if you haven't learned, you just haven't learned. It's fair enough. But what annoys me is that when you do have people who are ignorant, but then there's also people who are just open to everything. They question instead of assuming. You know, they ask curious questions. So that kind of frustrated me because I was like, well, there is people out there who just ask questions instead of assuming my culture. Mm. Why couldn't everyone be like that? Right. You know, so that's the frustrating part that comes with it. Um, but yeah, like, you know, there's obvious things such as shaming me because of my color, you know, um, like I've said, you know, limiting me to do things because of my color, that happens daily, or approaching me differently because of my color as well. Do you know, like, um, so many times, um, I guess, subtly, you know, people would definitely like favor what they're familiar with, and if they're familiar with, um, you know, white people, they'll just tend to go towards that. Mm. Now, a way I can sort of example, uh, a way I can give an example is, um, if you put me, Shimon Baraka, twenty-three years old. And um, another person my age, same study as me, same um, experience in life as me, but who's brought up as an Australian and grown, born and bred here with Australian parents, naturally, they'll probably get picked over me. Right. Right. Because of, again, I'd say, yes, familiarity, but also because, um, I I mean, it's pretty much because they're familiar, so it's their white culture, right? Now, even worse is that somebody my age, but, or not even my age, but less presentation as me in terms of education experience age etc they will still be favored over me despite of all my knowledge and accreditation so i look at that and it feels like you know i could have all the study i want and all the experience and i will still be at a deficit Mm. so from that you learn to work harder you know my parents always told me you have to work harder than the average person because we're already not being looked at right you know so that's racism as well like um, so many small things that might not be obvious to the eye. Mm. You know, the way you approach me compared to the way you approach 
somebody who's white. Right. Um, different again, you know, like that's racism in itself. Those are some ways I guess I've experienced racism that, um, yeah, again, they are little things, but they add up and they build up and they stir up over time. And I think now is when I've realized, wow, these things have been happening and I've too many times I've gone well, kind of, kind of pushed them aside, you know? Mm. Yeah. Are there any like little specific things you may mention a couple that people do or say that wouldn't even realize are being racist? Like you did mention a few, but are mm. there any kind of specific, because even for me, a couple of the things you were saying last week, like not shocked me, but it kind of made me second think. I'm like, huh, like I didn't even really mm-hmm. think about it. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like that mm-hmm. people might not realize. Yeah. Yeah. So, uh, I mean, this is definitely friendship based and depending on how close your friendship circle, but if you approach me, let's say you're a random person and I don't know you and you happen to be white if you approach me and you say what up gangster I mean like do you like you know I, I question that and you think not every black person wants to be addressed as gangster mm. I'm not a gangster because I'm black right you know obviously using slurs like the n-word like that's just a no-go zone now yeah. no one really does that I think people generally around my circle understand the use of that but that has happened you know people think that they have a right to use that because they hear it again movies do say it songs do say it um but again, like the most common one is, oh, that is surprising for a black guy. Mm. Oh wow, you do that. Not many black guys do that. You know what I mean? Like, um, if I'm in this country and I've been in this country for fifteen plus years, I don't think there should be a surprise. And I know when you meet me, you probably wouldn't know that. But if you've known me and you're still surprised at the fact that I'm doing things, mm. right? Because I'm black, like that's shocking. Yeah. Because that means in your head you've already you know classified black guys are this white guys are this right that's how it is like assumed assumed exactly that's yeah. a pre-assumption so um that's common and to be honest in your approach like i mean i can't really think of specifics but definitely like it's just small um what's the word i'm looking for um really just how they present to us people present to us okay you know having a certain persona because they think that's how us black people relate you know mocking our culture per se Right, yeah. Talking in a certain accent, you know. Trying to be all hip-hop and, you know, part of the pop culture that obviously, you know, is maybe common in certain places in America because we think that's us, you know. Mm. Assuming that all we do is rap, sport, um, and that's it, Mm. you know. Comparing us to looks and saying that we all look the same. I saw another black guy, we all look the same. Is that your brother? You know, those things, like... um, yeah, that's literally a daily thing, mm-hmm. you know? That's a daily thing. Having a stereotypes of black people, be it how they look, body parts, et cetera, et cetera, those are certain things that happen. Yeah. You know? And so how can, as individuals, we change, you think? Like, now's the time, There's, you mm-hmm. know what I mean? Like, it should have changed a long time ago, but we're here, and I think now's the time to change and educate yourself. Is mm-hmm. How do you think... You can go about educating yourself and, and changing. I think the best place to start is first stop and consider your approach. Stop and consider your pre-assumptions when you talk to not just black people, but any race. You know, I've had to do that for myself, you know. Um, I've had to learn that I can't just assume something about somebody who's maybe from Asia. Right. You know, And that's something we all have to learn. Mm. Now, I have to say that I think black people around the world are at the top of the list for oppression, you know. Um cultures do get oppressed Asians Indians even white people to an extent will get oppressed some way or form but I'd say first of all really stopping because when it comes to culture and talking about somebody's presentation 
I think look at them for a, look at them look at them as a person first right. before of their culture. Respect their culture. Do not neglect that. Respect their culture, but do not be surprised or shocked at what they can do based on who are uh, where they're from. So just kind of be more thoughtful. Exactly. Yeah. Right. I think just saying stop and consider before you speak on someone's culture or about someone's culture about what you're about to come out of your mouth. So if it's an assumed knowledge, you know, I'd say consider that. Instead of assuming something, ask a question. Mm-hmm. It's pretty simple. Instead of, you know, I've had people tell me, um, you know, it, it's kind of, it, it kind of seems as if they know more about my culture than I do, if they assume. So I've had people tell me on hot days here, oh, this must be nothing for you because your country is always hot. Mm. You know, that's actually not true. You know, mm-hmm. Kenya's a very humid country for sure, but it's not 40 degrees. It actually gets quite hot, much hotter here in Australia. Right. You know, now when you assume our country is going to be 50 plus degrees because that's what people think about Africa and you tell me I must be used to it, that's actually wrong. Mm-hmm. Instead, they could just ask, what's the weather like back in your country? Right. Simple approach. You know, you've kind of, you know, you've got the same curiosity, but in your approach, you've actually changed, you know, how it comes across. And you're learning and you're yeah. just asking genuine questions. Yeah. 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 For sure. So changing your approach is the first thing. And then just um, educating yourself. like. Yep you know, taking time to actually, like, learn about culture mm-hmm. in general. You know, learning about um, what, say, if you have an African friend in your group, take time to understand them as a person. You know, there's a reason why certain they do things differently to you because they're from a different culture. Now, if you as a white person went to Africa, you'd be different again. Right. You know yeah. what I mean? So weird, it's not... Uh, the problem comes, I think, when, you know, this difference is people think they're better than us because of our differences mm. you know or you must not eat well because your country eats different food right you know what I mean like and yeah. that's just an example so differences are there you just have to respect them you know mm. if you guys went to Africa say a white person went to Africa again they'll be different and now uh, it would suck if we looked at you as we looked down upon you because of your differences so learning and understanding who someone is um, and what their culture makes them okay you know I'd say that's the first step we need to take are there certain ways to ask questions? Like, is the key just coming out of genuine curiosity to ask questions? Like, mm-hmm. would would questions being asked do you come across as racist to you, or is it just are you happy to kind of explain an answer? Yeah, yeah, for sure. I think yeah, like definitely explaining an answer is not a problem for me. Um, are you talking in terms of just asking a question about culture? Yeah, like if I'm say I'm going out to approach someone and I kind of maybe I catch myself having a pre-assumed thought and I'm like, no, I'm gonna ask instead. Yeah. Is that just is that fine? Do you that is, just kind I, of I think that's fine. Just genuinely wanting to know. Yep, yep. I don't see a problem with that. I think that will show me that you're eager to know about me mm-hmm. and what I bring. And that will show that the type of person you are is the type of person that's open and open to learning. Right. And you're not um maybe because of what the media said or what you see on the news, you're not, you know, constricting your mind because of what you've just seen in the media. Mm. You know, I I love that. I would appreciate that. Now you gotta understand like, um, it's it's hard. It's taken me time to get comfortable with that because when something is shown to you so much, when oppression is shown to you constantly every single day, and these pre-assumed statements are made, you can take anything and almost turn it the wrong way. Do you understand what I mean? What I'm trying to say is like, um, let's just say somebody's mean to someone. You got person A, person B. Person A is always mean to person B. Mm-hmm. You know, one day person A might have a genuine question to person B. 
Right. But person B might still think he's being mean. Yeah, okay. Do you know what I mean? Like it's all, yeah, like sarcastic. Yeah, sarcastic. Like, yeah, yeah. So for some people, that's how it might, how it might come across. So I was just going to say, be aware. That's it. And now that's up to us as black people to understand. And we hope that people are coming with genuine questions. Mm-hmm. You know, coming from a genuine heart place. Now I know you, you definitely come from a genuine heart place because you're willing to understand. But I think it's completely fine to ask a question. Yeah. No problem. Because I'd probably ask the same question about someone else's culture. Right. You know? Yeah. Awesome. Yeah, I think mm. I think that wraps it up. Yeah. I think I definitely learned a lot. Yeah. And hopefully, as I said, the goal, hopefully you can pick up one or two things that you might not have known or realized mm. or thought about and, and any small change helps, I think. But For sure. Thanks for coming on. I appreciate the, the honesty. It's a, as I said, it's a tough topic to talk about, so I appreciate you talking about mm. it and, and willing to. So yeah. if you want people to check you out on Instagram or anything or you want uh. to plug anything... <laughs> Right now, I'm trying to take an Instagram hiatus, but if you're following the Instagram, yeah. it's just at Shimon Baraka, my full name, S-H-I-M-O-N-B-A-R-A-K-A. Sweet. Um, yeah, check me out. I'm not very active on the uh-huh. socials, but come visit me in the gym. I was going to say, maybe come book you for some sessions. Come come visit me at the gym. Come jump into one of the sessions at V2 yeah. and see me. It's good fun. We have fun. We train. Sweet. Yeah, man. Thank you guys for listening. Appreciate it. I'll, uh, I'll see you next time. Thanks. See you later. Bye.